0: Welcome back to the show. This is part two of two with my chat with Mikey from The Gloom in the Corner. I am your host, Hayden Oakley, and this is the Alpha Ego Podcast. In this episode, we talk a lot more in depth about uh, The Gloom in the Corner itself and how that project has evolved over the years. Um, We kind of dipped into a bit of exclusive Juicy DOS, uh, uncovering some things that have been kept a secret for a while, but I think I was able to lubricate those tight lips (laughs) <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe I just said that. Okay, here's the show. I was at the show where you guys recorded the video for Roses and like it was like, and people there, <laughs> and it was like. I didn't really watch that like, video because I, I I went to like fucking so many of your guys' shows, and um, I remember slowly just like watching that change to that last bang show that you guys played in the homecoming cycle. And it was, like, a fucking packed room. Cunts were, like, circle pitting and shit. And it was, like, it's crazy because you guys really did an awesome job of, like, building, like, a community in that time. And, like, having, like, watching the growth in real time was so sick. Yeah, I think
1: that's the difference to, like, a lot of other bands which are coming out now or a lot of bands which have blown up really, really, really quickly comparatively to us is that we've always been, like, a bit of a slow burn. And I think what it more or less comes down to is us being a very weird uh, story influenced metalcore band where booking you guys agents don't know where? As well. th- yeah, that's what I was about to say. We're very left of centre in the aspect that promoters and whatever didn't know where to put us on shows and shit like that. Um, like we've been specifically told
0: that we've also yeah, been it doesn't specifically help when you have like an album agent. of yeah. like sworn in worship and then another album which is just like anthemic rock Riffs. with a fucking Belter Riffs. of the last track on. It's just like, okay, cool. Where do and we put drama <laughs> breakdown? <laughs> yeah, and it's like,
1: and it's like, I think what as well didn't help um, was I'm not sure if this is one of your questions as well, but um, what didn't help as well was that like at least me being the front man of the band. You know me. You've known me for ages. I'm a very mm. jokey guy. Like I have a very cheeky attitude when it comes to stuff, and a lot of you're that literally did not Brandon trends, like, the
0: Murphy of Melbourne. Oh my god! Stop
1: saying that. No, I don't want to be compared to Brendan Murphy. That's why I shaved my beard to have a goatee, so I can be yeah. the fucking. I can be the. I can be the Captain Price of Melbourne instead. Um, <laughs> all of my images... like everybody else's image, is based off band dudes. I'm just based off video game characters. I've gone through Max Payne. Now I've gone through fucking Captain Price with my fucking beard. Um, but no, like I think what is. What happened as well is that, like I didn't really take myself super seriously and I had a lot mm-hmm. of like social media issues of me just being like, Well, I can post whatever the fuck I want, I don't fucking care. Um yeah. and or starting shit and etc. like that kind of thing. And then it wasn't until we started kind of getting into the flesh and bone cycle of things when we really started taking stuff seriously, um did I very much have to rein that in. Um yeah.
0: learning curve, I guess. Yeah.
1: My, I mean, Twitter's... My Twitter's still a fucking minefield of absolute brain rot. Um, you got to put it like, somewhere. A way. lot of it, yeah. And Matt, who's, like, very, very... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Matt, who's very, very, very professional in that aspect, knows as well. Like, he's he had this thing where he was... And this is no disrespect to Matt or anything like that. Um, he had this thing where he was, like, super, super hard on me and what I posted and etc. cetera and that kind of thing. Um, and then he's kind of eased up on it a bit recently because of, like, various things. Like, you know, like, people, I've said to the guys as well, as like, I want the characters to be relatable and etc. cetera as well. But, like, there also needs to be that one per. Like, when we went through the villain cycle and to a lesser extent the flesh and bone cycle, we had this certain image where we needed to be, we thought that we needed to take ourselves seriously. And it wasn't until kind of, like, the end of last year to start of this year um, did we kind of sit back and go, like, Well, that's boring. We're not going to... That's boring. We're not going to copy... Like, for example, and this is not a call-out, but we're not going to copy Alpha Wolf. We're not going to copy Dealer. Um, We are a bunch of goofy fucking dudes, of goofy fucking nerds. Why don't we just own that and make our own image and not, Mm. like... When it comes to us, like, talking and interacting with people, do whatever the fuck we want, within reason, obviously. Um, And then... You know, like, hey, base the actual... Oh, uh, sorry. Let me... You there? Yeah. So, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, we were talking about, like, just image changes and et cetera. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. When we started coming up to violence and um, the other two tracks that are coming out, like, we kind of had a very introspective look at... Like, even before then, like, when we did, like, just after Flesh and Bones, we, we started moving out of, like, that whole alpha wolf image if that makes sense.
0: network's dropped again oh my fucking god hey how can hear you now oh let's come back okay <laughs> what
1: the fuck is going on with your net man i have not yeah I, it's my actual like it's my internal laptop um Wireless uh, right. card, it's fucked. And generally, like I'm at dad's and I can just use the USB one that I've got. But I'm at mum's and I don't have it with me. Otherwise, I would have switched over it. Switched over to it ages ago. But yeah, that's probably why we're having problems.
0: That's okay. Um,
1: yeah. So yeah, where was I? Just switching stuff over to yeah, like so. Kind of like after Flesh and Bones, we kind of started. Like obviously, we had villain, and we had the Adidas scenario. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was and, a good like, scene. It, yeah, and, like, from that, we started slowly moving out of it, but we still had those kind of, like, alpha-wolfy kind of images, same thing with the promos and et cetera, but our mm. promos were a lot cleaner. Um, what, and then like, what, from, Where did all the ideas yeah. to that
0: imagery come from, by the way? Like, who was, who was leading the artistic vision of, like, how you guys were going to look?
1: As in, like, image-wise? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think what kind of happened was when... Um, Sorry, what, what I should have said before, in between as well, between Homecoming and uh, Flesh and Bones, or sorry, in between, Villain, um, was we, had a, we obviously got a new bass player, that was Connor. Um, yep. And he was with us for the Flesh and Bones era. Um, and so, yeah, from that, like, he recorded Flesh and Bones with us, and that was also when Jaya, our original guitarist, left. Um, cause he wanted to focus on like, he, I think he was doing an apprenticeship or some shit like that at the time. And he wanted to focus on that. Yep. Um, and so that was when we invited Martin to the band and Martin had like, Martin was very in with the scene, which was, like, he was the first person, one of the first people that we've actually met in the scene who actually has friends in the scene. Mm. And so how do I say this without saying bad, without sounding bad? We took a lot of what he said and on board from, not from just himself, but from other people as gospel, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, he was kind of like, he always has been, like, the real cool guy, and it's like, it's easier to just, like, kind of follow along with what he has to say, because it feels like, mm -hmm. you know, he knows what he's talking about, like, everyone else is on board with him.
1: Exactly, and I think what was a part of it as well is that he was um, a fresh face in the band. Um, You know, he was... Yeah, like he was—he was new to the band. We wanted to make him feel included, that kind of thing. Um, and then not long after we finished Flesh and Bones, Connor left, um, and we just stuck as the four piece that we were for a long time, pretty yep. much. Um, but yeah, it was very much Martin who brought in that imagery. He's like, we should be doing like this kind of stuff with this kind of shoot, like that kind of thing. And I kind of took the piss out of it when we did Villain and got everyone to wear Adidas. Um, but yeah, like that's where, like that, at least, like that whole kind of ideas for all the image and etc. kind of came from, came from that. Oh, don't don't tell me it just dropped again. Fuck's I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, you were saying how um, kind of had just left the band, kind of go from there, and I'll just edit it together, make it make sense. Yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, once, once kind of Connor left the band
1: was when, um, like Martin started taking over more of the ideas because we were kind of talking about them through the Flesh and Bones process, sorry, ideas for imagery, I should say. Um, cause we're kind of talking about the imagery that we wanted to do for Flesh and Bones, um, throughout recording it. And there. I mean, there were a whole heap of different reasons as to why Connor left. Um, Like, it was more so, like, he just didn't have the time um, or couldn't financially do it as well. Um, And so that was more so his decision to step down. Um, But from there, like, we just stuck on as a four-piece, and that was me, Nick, Matt, and Martin. Um, But from there, Martin kind of, like, took over the reins of the imagery and, like, what we should wear, et cetera, Mm. that kind of thing. And that was, like, when we started getting real picky with... Um, what we wore, like what we wore on stage, et cetera, that kind of thing. Um, like when I've made joking comments about like gloom in the past, not being able to, you know, wear certain things on stage, or me not being able to wear my Hawaiian shirts. It's because we actually did, for a lot, I mean, still do, follow a super strict kind of dress code as to what yeah. we can and can't wear. Um, and that very much stemmed from Martin and like the branding of the band and etc. and making ourselves a professional and. Um, and I
0: definitely, I reckon it definitely like made a difference kind of as well. Like I think, oh yeah, it definitely mm. made
1: a difference. A hundred percent, it made a
0: difference. Yeah, everyone took you guys a bit more seriously once you kind of got more consistent. And I don't know, I feel like everything, like homecoming, you guys kind of started to get like a real uh, concise image starting to develop of like it felt felt more more focused. And then yeah, once you guys started doing, you know, everything, flesh and bones. I mean. It's it started to feel really I don't know, altogether.
1: Yeah, I think that yeah, it's it started stemming from um you know, like the Flesh and Bones recording cycle because that's when Martin did come mm. into the picture. Um so yeah, after we kind of finished Flesh and Bones and Connor left, um, was when we kind of started introducing that transition. And Villain wasn't even really a thing at that point until like June, July because we got to June or July and realized that we didn't have enough time to do Flesh and Bones the way that we wanted to do Flesh and Bones. Mm. Oh, pardon me. Release-wise. Yep. Well, but we still
0: wanted to keep that momentum.
1: And so we did... Yep. And so we did Villain in Between. Um, and that, like, that worked for a number of reasons because, one, um, it introduced one of the characters on Flesh and Bones that doesn't have a song, but it's still an integral part to the story. Uh, two, it showed our rebrand and re-image for lack of yep. a better term, and it showed... It was our first big breakout in the aspect of we've actually done stuff professionally and properly. Um, we've gone to, you know, Lance for mastering, et cetera, or mixing and mastering, like that kind of thing. We've gotten a video done professionally. Like, we're taking ourselves yeah. a lot more seriously compared to, you know, previous... Did um, you still attempts. track yourselves at this and point? And I think... Yeah. <clears throat> no, no, no. We tracked... No. So, Flesh and Bones was... Like with Homecoming, Scotty did all the vocals for Flesh and Bones. Sorry, did all the vocals for Homecoming. Um, And then uh, he did all the instrumentals and vocals for uh, Flesh and Bones and Villain.
0: Cool. So yeah, so from there you guys went on to do the Flesh and Bones EP cycle, um, doing all the video media, and I'm guessing um, it was still Martin having a lot of input on all of those visual- visuals through that cycle as well, and all the videos, or was it more collective? For a lot of the assets and
1: a lot of the merch, yes. Um, I still did. I still did my fair amount of work for it. It's actually no, actually that's not fair. I he did a lot of the work for it. Um like he did a lot of the assets that came out from Flesh and Bones and etc. as well. Um as for like he co-directed Misanthropic and Survivor's Guilt with Colin. Um shout out mm. Colin Jeffs. Um so yeah, he did uh, he did a lot of the co directing, cetera. As far as like the ideas for the music videos and stuff, um Survivor's Guilt was the one that he... That was more so Martin's yeah. idea. Um, and then uh, Misanthropic was a much more collective idea. And that was more so all of us coming together and saying, okay, what do we... Like, this is Sherlock's big reveal. We've kind of teased him in um, in Villain. Like, how do we want his reveal to come out? And so, like, the Misanthropic video ended up being what was uh, Sherlock's big reveal. And it was a big um, conjoined... Uh, uh, what's the term mm. effort by everybody like coming together and just making sure that the video is what yeah. we want it to be and it was I think I'd, that really showed because yeah, I think absolute,
0: that well for yeah. me personally I mean maybe I'm biased because uh, uh, a little bit of trivia I'm the one tackling Mikey just, just so you all know um, yeah I was about to say you were yeah, at the video shoot weren't yeah. you I'm pretty sure you were one of the dudes who like yeah yeah that's right. But I reckon that was like <laughs> the best video of, uh, of the cycle I really fucked with that one a lot
1: oh yeah we love mis- yeah I think Misanthropic is still probably like my favorite music video that we've done. Villain was a lot of fun um as well, but because it was like the first time that we actually did a proper music video and um Paul joined the band after we'd done that Wraith tour. Um and so yeah, like kind of like from there like it was just a lot better. Um everything worked a lot smoother um and I mean, well, everything worked smoothly except for the fucking misanthropic shoot as I'm <laughs> sure you're aware. <laughs> yeah, man. Um oh god um but yeah i i think around that time as well we we took lessons with Steve Cantelli yep. um who's like the band coach at Future Artist Development who helps coach bands into becoming um very much more uh what's the term like comfortable in their own skin et cetera. like and actually like making the band a band as opposed to um you know just some dudes walking in off the street with a whole bunch of gear like he made us a lot tighter. He made us a lot more professional. Um, he helped us a lot with uh, the flesh and bone cycle and what we should and shouldn't do, what we should do about doing, like how we should go about like labels, shows, etc. that kind of thing. Um, you kind of filled Maddie, in that mental um, position
0: for you guys. Mm.
1: Yeah. And Maddie Baj, who like helped us with uh, the actual like press release yep. stuff I think from memory off the top of my head I'm pretty sure that's what she did oh no she worked with our image sorry she worked with our image for like for actual flesh and bones and like what we wanted to do and actually nutted that out so it wasn't just like so you had a visually um, consistent theme Martin throwing us ideas or et cetera that kind yeah. of thing cool.
0: Yeah. so from there uh, you guys did the cycle you know you did all of the, um, the those really cool shows as well I remember you had like those little audio snippets and shit that was really cool whose idea was that? As in sorry, wait, I'm trying to remember when you did which one the, it was. As in the like the Sherlock Bones reveal. The one where you're wearing the shirts, like I am Sherlock Bones or whatever.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. At um at the villain show. Yeah. Yeah, and we and we started doing like um the audio, yeah, the story interlude stuff, um, in between songs, yeah. etc. Um Yeah, that didn't take off as well as I thought it would. Um or at least from our side of things, it didn't take off as well as we yeah. thought it could. We did it for a few tours and we did it for a few cycles.
0: I think as a um, one-off, it was really but cool because I heard a lot of people talking about it when, like, it was, like, still present. Misanthropic, yeah. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah. I think we did it at the Misanthropic show. Um, and we did it at... On the Cursed yeah. Earth cycle as well. We did it for... A f- yeah. And we did it for... um. Yeah, I think that one of the last shows that we did it for was Big Sound, and then I think after that, we kind of stopped doing it. We didn't do it for uh, Ice Nine Kills or anything like that at the end of last year, so, yeah. Um, But yeah, like, unfortunately, that that was a real... Like, it was one of those things where I still... Like, we all still think that was a really cool idea, and it really was a cool way to engage the audience into us, but unfortunately, with a lot of those things, you need a visual cue to Mm. go with it, and... Like, we just didn't have the visual cues to go with it. Like, and realistically, the only... It's really um, hard to do that The only venue that I can name off the top of my head. Yeah, the only venue that I can name off the top of my head um, that had, like, at least a projector was Bang. And, yeah, you know, like, Bang was pretty much on the downhill at that point, I think, anyway. Mm. Um, they were on their way out for the most part. And then... Yeah, like, we, we did it, yeah. We kind of stopped it after uh, a little while because we realized that it wasn't working. Um, I tried coming up with ways to make it work, etc., that kind of thing, but, like, it just wasn't grasping. Yeah. And so I think we eventually decided that one of the last times that we were going to do it was at uh, Big Sound because that was when we were performing in front of... Industry like, people. Uh, yeah. Label people and represent... Yeah, industry people and representatives and stuff. It's like, okay, cool.
0: Well, if we want to do it anywhere, we should probably do it there. Um, Yeah, like presenting your art in the ideal way that you want to present it. You know. Yeah. Correct. No, I I think it's. I think it's really cool. Personally, I mean, like, you know, there's there's not much that people do uh, in in the Australian scene and just the scene in general for alternative music that really kind of uh, develops or pushes the limits of the artistic. Like platform that that shows do offer um and i I don't know i really love I really loved seeing it when I was there, and if it's something you guys are able to develop like I think that that's something that that you guys can really bring to the table um you know not just in like Melbourne or Australia, but just like for this scene in general, I think that's you know you guys really Killed it when you did those shows that I got to see, um, for like the misanthropic release and some of those uh cycles for flesh and bones that you were playing that on because I saw it like twice, I think. Um, yeah, we did it a couple of times, yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, anyway, so yeah, like I know I feel like that that's something that you guys you know have such a strong uh artistic like like vision of that I think it could be you know something really really cool. Uh, and unique and kind of be something that you guys can bring to the table that other people can't
1: Yeah, I mean I mean that's that's part of the reason why I wanted to do it. It's like I said to the guys like if there was any like if anybody could do it, it it's it's probably us. Like there's not many other bands that, you know, have a whole concept EP where we can get away with this kind of thing as well. Um, you know, unless maybe like maybe with the exception of Defeater or Ice Nine Kills. Um, And you know, like, I think after we watched Ice Nine Kills a set, we went like, okay, maybe it might be better or easier to do it more as like a stage production, like what they did. I'm not sure if you um, saw yeah, the it. The Ice Nine um, stuff that they do on
0: their shows, it's like. It's
1: fucking it's insane. Cool. Like, it's. The amount of planning and meticulous work that goes into it and everything is just so nuts. It's like a full on stage production, yeah. pretty much. Um, you know, costume changes and everything. Um but yeah, like at that point, like it just it wasn't grasping people. Um and as you said, I think it started off really well, like for the first couple of shows that we did it for, whether it be the misanthropic cycle, um, and etc. But like after that is when we started yeah. losing people. And it was yeah, it was one of those things as well, like we like I know we said earlier this year that like uh like Scarlet in the store in the story Emily Scarlet is alive, but like we revealed that all the way back in September last yeah. year. And like we did it through the live concept stuff that we did, and like only a few people have kind of picked yeah. up on it. And like by the time that you know we actually did confirm, you know that that character is alive, people have already yeah. forgotten. And it's just like there's
0: not there's not much point. Like especially with COVID now as well, like we can't yeah. reinforce. Well, it's that kind point. of hard when you're doing um, it just in the live setting. It's hard to to like communicate ideas efficiently because. You know, after you've kind of, like, had, like, five or six tini- tinnies in you, like, you're not really going to be paying attention to what the fuck the band's doing. You just, like, look with, like, your eyes, like, wide open, like, okay, this is happening, shit. But, um... Yep, I don't know, maybe, exactly. maybe coronavirus yeah. is a and- good opportunity, you know, you guys can get on, like, the fucking digital live things and it that way. I don't know. There's a...
1: It's a yeah. It's a really hard thing to do because, mm. as said, like it's something that you need like a full, like, you need a crew, like you need like a screen running yeah. in the background, yeah, and you need a crew and etc. And yeah. like, at that point, we're just have not you, that have you
0: seen yet. Static Dress uh, and what they've been doing?
1: Ah, uh, I've seen the name around and I saw the video for one of their songs, but I haven't given them like a full I, like. Sus. As
0: someone who's doing like a concept thing, um, you would probably be intrigued to see how they're attempting to do it so they're not doing like a concept in in the traditional sense where there's like a story and they're like telling like the narrative you know quite literally it's it's a much more um, ephemeral kind of thing with which has it, it, for all intents and purposes there's there's still like a narrative to it but it's not exactly like a narrative that you can just be like yeah so this is the main character and this is what they're doing it's it's very oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. very abstract. Okay. But um, the way that they're approaching doing like that similar kind of storytelling thing, probably be something really cool that, that you would be definitely interested to see. Um, and I recommend it to everyone. They're like, for me right now, I recommend the fuck out of that band uh, just because they're like, they're doing really cool shit. And their music is really fucking cool too. And it's just like, they're kind of, they're changing the game and how people look sh- or should look at uh, promoting their band and, and you know, I guess developing uh, their artistic ideas um, in, in, like, the modern landscape. But, um... True. Yeah, I mean, as I said, like, I've seen the
1: band's name come around quite a bit and I think I checked out one song ages ago when it first dropped and it was, like, every- I remember when it dropped, like, everybody was, like, oh, this is Super Myspace or some yeah, shit yeah. like that. And I remember listening to it and being, like, oh, this yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think I've ever checked out anything further from that, so maybe yeah. I will now because now that I'm intrigued, they've got like a full concept. Thing. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool.
0: Um, but yeah, but um, cool. So moving on from from flesh and bones. Now we're kind of up to modern day. You guys went quiet for a little bit. Um, I mean, you would have probably been playing shows, I guess, but that all kind of hit the brakes, and you guys uh, were quiet for a minute, and then uh, you guys put out violence. So. Let's talk about this. So, you got the concept as far as what I've grasped is there's going to be three singles that are going to drop this year. Starting with violence yep. um, and then we've got, you know, the, the two new ones. I think you've got like a second one coming. That's probably going to be out by the time that this podcast is out. Yeah. Um, if he, if he, if I can be so bold to
1: ask, you know the exact date of when this podi- of when this podcast of when this body of when this
0: podcast. Oh, it's not coming, coming out, out <laughs> until like late next month, at the earliest. So, yeah,
1: in which case, yeah, yeah, Warfare's coming out on September 4th. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, you had to here first, breaks, It was funny, like, Matt,
1: did a, Matt did a fucking podcast interview the other day and um, one, of our, like, one of our mates, uh, like our mates and what we yeah. did on the weekend, Virgil, was just like, oh, yeah, someone's new single coming out and Matt's like, oh, we can't say when yet. He's like, I'm going to say early September and Matt's like, oh, yeah, like I'm just going to have to look at the calendar kind of thing and Virgo Matt- <laughs> was like, September 4th and apparently you could just see Matt's face drop <laughs> Like, if you watch the YouTube video, it's just drop. And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) Uh, Fucking hell. But, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, if this isn't coming out to the end of next month, then, yeah,
0: uh... Yeah, September cool. 4th. so what's um, September fourth is what. So what's 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 the yeah. the vision behind this campaign? I know with the, the first song, you know, you guys kind of you know just kind of put out the imagery and stuff, and now for the second single, you've got some really cool like you know ARG kind of elements involved. Um, tell me about the development process for this current cycle. So I mean, obviously you can't go into too many details because it's still going, <laughs> but um, you know, just kind of broadly, I guess.
1: Well, man, I can go into as much detail as I like if this is coming at the end of next month. Um, (laughs) I mean, yeah, so... (laughs) um, (laughs) Otherwise, Matt will kill me, and Pricey will kill me. Yeah, so... Look, basically, violence was meant to... Sorry, hold on, let me reposition myself. Violence was meant to come out... um, I think originally it was intended to come out before download, but we didn't have the assets done done, done in time... Um, and then, so we're like, okay, we're going to do it like the week after download or some yeah, somewhere around that mark. Yeah. Ride the wave kind of thing. And then download got canceled. So, yeah, yeah bro. <laughs> so yeah, and download got canceled. So, I mean, like, we're just like, okay, cool. Well, we really like, we didn't really tell anybody, Hey, this is when the single was coming because originally it was just going to be like a very, very, very quick thing. A little bit like misanthropic, um, in some sense where, uh, it was just going to, like, you are going to get give given, like, two days' notice or some shit like that, and it was going to drop. Or we were going to announce that it was dropping on uh, at download. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, as I said, download got canned, so we couldn't announce it at download. Yeah. So from there, um, we, like, once we found out that download was most likely going to be cancelled, because we hadn't officially gotten the call at that point, um, we were just looking to push it back anyway, uh, we made the idea of putting it out on april the 3rd which was the original oops sorry pardon me which was the original release date of misanthropic and the reason why we did that why sorry the reason why i originally pitched that was because um well the songs is are about like the gloom entities in the story themselves so it made sense to like have it drop on the same day as like sherlock's mm. track at least in my mind um and then from there, like Pricey was kind of like, look, we're, we're kind of really pushing it for time. Like, I'm not really going to be able to get like, you know, right playlisting, right Spotify stats, and everything that you guys want. Um, you know, like, is, is there any way that we can push back even for like, e- even if it's just like a week or a few days to like April the seventh? And so we were kind of like, ah, oh, that's that's around Easter, isn't it? And, like, it hadn't fully clicked at that point either because, like, we'd already organised for, in case people haven't noticed, like, the artwork is going to be our own version of The Last mm. Supper. Um, And so it hadn't fucking clicked. Like, the pin hadn't dropped at that point that if we did push it back far enough into April, then we could drop the artwork and the song on, like, Maundy Thursday and Good Friday, just in time for Easter, <laughs> So we're technically dropping a song about kill like that says the words kill God in it on possibly one of the most religious weekends <laughs> of the fucking year. Uh. <laughs> so and considering as well, like Maundy, Maundy Thursday, for if if you don't know, is um the day celebrated of Jesus' Last Supper, which is what the painting like where the painting yep. came from and everything. So that's why we dropped the art like the first piece of the artwork for um the three-track on like sorry on Monday Thursday because it's part like our own version of the yeah. last supper um so yeah um as for the release process after violence um it has been a very slow burn because obviously we like we had a music video planned and everything in the works um and then harsher restrictions came in Colin who's based in Queensland I think at least at the moment like he obviously can't come down um and do Music video stuff with us. Because we're filthy um, Melbourneites. Let alone stuff in other states. Because we're filthy Melbourneites. We don't wear our fucking masks. Um, wear your fucking mask, please, for the love of God. I just want to film a music video. Um. <laughs> I don't even want to get on the beers. I just want to be able to film this fucking music video. But yeah, so like that pushed everything back as well. We were like, the music video wasn't going to be for Warfare. Um, It was going to be for the last song, but we just wanted it in time and prepared and ready and everything by the time Warfare came out so that at least like- No stress. We could just have it done and get, yeah, less stress, have it done already organized that kind of thing. And so we were just kind of like, we were pitching back and forth like ideas of what we could do. And I can't remember how I, like, we were just trying to think of ways of just trying to interact with fans, that kind of thing. And that's where the website idea came about. So, who came up with that one? Warfare, that the initial idea was me, and all the asset creation and everything for it was me. Um, As far as actually like putting the website together, that was uh, a company called Design Pub, I'm pretty sure they're called. And Matt like, liaised with them, Pricey liaised with them to make sure that everything was working. Pricey came in and was like, hey, why don't you make it like a mailing list, et cetera, that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, and that's where that idea came from. It's like, oh, cool, this is a really nice way to interact with the fans and et cetera, um, that kind of thing. And it did cost a lot to actually like get the website mm. up and running. Um, and by the time that we had already gotten the ball rolling and gotten like, you know, got everything started negotiating, we kind of realized hmm, maybe this isn't going to be the best use of funds that we could do. Um considering what is most likely going to be like the return on it. Um or like what the results are going to be. Like when we did the website, we initially were thinking like, oh, we're gonna get like a hundred signatures back or some yeah. shit like that. Like we're gonna get like we're not gonna we're gonna get fuck all like a hundred and like hundred and fifty at most. And I think we've just capped six hundred at the yeah, cool. as of today. So this is yeah, so this is like what, twenty-fifth of August. Um yeah, so I think we capped about six hundred today. Um, so like, it, it completely blew our expectations out of the water, and the way that people have received it and gone on about it um, is exactly the way that I wanted Hell it yeah. to. The only thing that we didn't, the only way, the only thing that we didn't take into anticipation was how many fucking people
0: were going to be homicidal maniacs and choose all the sectors. Dude, it's the it's most fun like- way to do it. I mean, me personally, I got I got sect as well. I was like, <laughs> would you fucking kill a civilian? It's like, <laughs> yes. GTA 5, let's go, boys. (laughs) So, would you throw
1: somebody in the wood chipper?
0: Yeah. I mean, like, what (laughs) else am I going to dip my Doritos in, boys? Let's go.
1: Yeah, exactly. I have a fun little thing to tell you about this as well. Um, so yeah, fucking yeah. Like I, I came up with a lot of the questions. There was originally going to be thirteen questions, oh, classic. and there was going to be th- yeah, yeah. The, well, yeah, I had to keep everything fucking consistent. Um, but three of the questions were going to be throwaway questions, so that um, I mean, by the time the interview comes, like, as I said before, I should probably stop saying this, but um, basically. The way that the website works is there are ten real answers, quote unquote, and there is one fake answer. Now, the fake answer is, "Are you prepared to die?" No matter what you answer on that question, um, it doesn't affect your overall score. If you get six, if you answer six questions that are sect answers, you will get the sect. If you answer six um, questions which are the holy order questions. Um, so if you give six Holy Order answers, then you'll get the Holy Order. If you get dead set down the middle five, you will get the secret answer, which somehow more people have gotten than the Holy really? Order answer, uh, which I mean, is the easiest one to get. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, like if anyone's <laughs> and so a fan like,
0: of the band and the law, they're not going to pick the fucking Holy Order answers. I'm not going to lie, man.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, that was kind of the point. That's, it was the way that I structured the questions as well. And the, the only reason why we, I mean, which I didn't kind of take into consideration was that the website was there for people who weren't necessarily a mm. fan of the band to have a look and get into. And so anybody who's not a fan of the band, um, you know, would get like, would most likely get a Holy Order quest. Sorry, would most likely get a Holy yep. Order answer or a Echo 6 yep. answer. So, but Yeah. I did we, we we were just completely blown away by the fact that every single one of our fans are homicidal maniacs apparently. <laughs> but no, as she said, like it's it's one of those things, like if you know, you know, like I've been saying for ages as well, like it is canon that Sherlock throws somebody yeah. in a wood chipper. Um and like that's why I put that question in there. And like if you know the story of homecoming, it's like you know that Ethan shoots yeah. the kid. Um in war and there was another question like you know that like with the boss fighting question that's a reference to grim sleeper um and etc like that kind of thing so i've thrown out like a whole heap of little you know in jokes like sorry not in jokes but little like um easter eggs for those kinds of things because the real diehard fans will be like oh that's sick that's a reference to that song and that's a reference to this song and people who are just first taking the quiz are like what the fuck have i got yeah yeah that's (laughs) super cool as
0: well like such a good idea to to put, you know, to to tell your story, to tell your narrative, like, through, you know, a whole new medium, which you guys haven't ever touched before as well. I think it's really cool.
1: And that was, like, the main thing as well, is that, like, um, you know, <laughs> like, the whole point of the thing as well was to interview, sorry, was to introduce one of the new characters who's going to be one of the new main antagonists in the story, from here on out, even after this EP cycle, and that was one of the dudes at the Holy Order whose name's Elias DeGraver, and like DeGraver's like video and everything. Like, so for people who don't know, like when you got to the end of the quiz, you get like a little video message from one of the factions. Um, DeGraver's video message was the most professionally done because we actually got a voice actor to go out and do it, and so because like I generally have this thing where, like, if it's one of the characters in the story, then, like, w- whether it be Ethan or it be Sherlock or it be Jay, then I just go out and do the voice myself and just pitch it to, you know, however I want it to sound. And that's more or less what Jay and Ethan's voice has been all along the line um, since Flesh and Bones has come out. And same thing with, uh, yeah, Me yep. as well. Um, but, like, I started doing DeGraver's one and I'm just like, I can't yep. do this. Like we need somebody get the big guns. to do it, and so we got in, we got the big guns to do it, and we got um. Well oh, shit! I've forgotten Stefan's last name. I feel really awful now. <laughs> um,
0: that's alright. Shit! What
1: is Stefan? Yeah. Anyway, we'll link it down below. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so like that's where like that came in, and we fe- like I found him on TikTok, funnily enough. Um, he did like a TikTok, which was like a day in the life of a voice actor, and he had like a few lines in there which were so fucking well delivered. Um, and I'm like, cool, I want to get this guy to voice to Graver on like any sort of future things that we yeah. get done. And it just so happened that the website was going to be the first one. Um, and so, yeah, and he did that, and it was super, super cool. And I was like, yeah, I'm really stoked. I really hope people get to Graver because this video is going to turn out super, super sick. And then nobody fucking got to Graver. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. I put in so much effort for this. And this is gone. Like, it's probably the, the video with the most done effort yeah. as well. But it's important as well because he introduces, like, a whole heap of different sides to the story as well. He introduces, like, uh, one of the main people talked about in Warfare. Um, which is in a video that's coming out in—I mean, a couple of days from now, it'll already yep. be out, I guess. But um, yeah, like, as, but as far for all intents and purposes, the, the way that the, the way that warfare released, um, I like, we were pretty surprised considering that we're like, oh, it's it's COVID, nobody has the attention span to do this kind yeah, of shit. I, I think. Um, there's no way, yeah. There's no way that people are going to pay attention to a website yeah. like that kind of thing. We're going to get like a hundred people at most. But I think Standard. for the music scene, like said, we've got like everyone's 600. been
0: so understimulated, and this is like perfect fodder. And I think the results show that, I guess.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like we have people going off. Like I saw us post today in UNFD Social Club of like some dude's crazy fucking. Yeah, up I saw DA, that one too. And. Yeah, I was like this. I was listening there, and I had to like Google a couple of things as to what he was referencing to, just to so see if I could go. Yeah, I could. I could include this. It's just like, yeah, retcon. Yeah, yep, rare. Yeah, r- I'm, surprisingly. I haven't actually had to retcon really anything That's good. yet. Except for Scarlet. Well, I guess death, there's a lot of which Scarlet did originally die, but like I thought it would just be funnier to yeah. bring her back.
0: Well, I think I think it's it's kind of good because you you don't tell the story like super like obnoxiously like in so much detail. Like there's a lot of um, vagueness, which will probably like which I think works in the story's favor because like having the mystery element kind of makes it uh, easier for people to like self insert or to like you know make their own interpretations. It also makes it easier for you to write for it as well. So I think that was a good decision.
1: Well, I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, yeah, like I actually kind of see that as a burden because there is like a lot that we have already done with the story and like it is like if people dig any deeper than like toe-level surface, they're going to drop themselves into deep water because there is already, like, especially new fans and etc. there is already so much backstory that they need to learn. And like with the Sherlock stuff that's coming out in the next single, um, you know, like it makes it... Or oh, sorry, the Sherlock stuff that comes out in Warfare, um, you know, it makes it even more convoluted and suddenly like that section the second making <laughs> that section dimension document that I had, I have to go back and completely change some parts of it. And it's not necessarily a retcon. It's not necessarily a retcon, it's we have uncovered. Yeah, it's a new clarification information which actually changes this to this. Yeah. It's a clarification, yeah, as you said. Same thing with the glooms. I mean, that was technically a yeah. retcon. We used to say that glooms were just born of you know, supernatural people doing bad things. But at the end of the day, like, I was just like, fuck it. It's just easier to make them demons. Let's just make them as like, let's make them super, super ancient, powerful demons. Like, let's just run with that because it's so much easier to run with that as opposed to just having it like, uh, let it be this. And suddenly it opens up like a whole heap of new branches as well. Like, um, you know, Sherlock was like one of seven knights in like ancient Middle Eastern times, like in Jesus Christ times. And, like, DeGraver, who's, like, the new bad guy, per se, he has his own gloom as well, and he was one of um, Sherlock's right-hand men back in, yeah, as I said, Middle Eastern times. Like, being able to open up, like, people stepping in, don't realise how much deep of deep yeah. water they're actually getting and, into. And I think that and I think that's cool though, because like
0: <laughs> you've got like you've got like tiers, right? You got like people on the service levels, like, yeah, cool breakdowns. You've got people a little bit deeper. It's like, oh wait, there's actually a story here. And then, you know, people can like get as involved as they want and there's no like if you don't understand like, you know, who exactly each character is and how they interact with each other, like it doesn't detract at all from from enjoying, you know, the art that you guys put out. It's like you're still able to have like an equally positive experience. It's just like other people are going to have like a deeper and more like you know connected experience. You know if they if they want to, which I think is cool.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And people like interpretate, interpretate, yeah, interpretate. Like, Don't I, no I, I, I said interpret it some
0: ways. I said vocal, a- <laughs> vocalise, like in the last pod or some shit like that. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, right. So vocalise. You mean vocal? Or
1: what? <laughs> um, but yeah, um, like it's one of those things as well. Like people will come to me with theories, etc., that kind of thing. One of my friends, James, he's always coming to me with theories, um, and I always let him in on like sneaky little secrets and etc. as well because he always mm. asks me. Um, but like, yeah, like it, like people, like I've some of those things as well. Like people who have fully dipped themselves into the story, I haven't seen somebody come back to me and say this story is shit. This story is dumb. Like everyone has come back and has been like this is really meticulously well thought out yeah. and the way that you have done it has been brilliant. And once you go back and listen to the music story in mind, it changes. It's completely changed my perspective on the way that I listen to it. Um, and like hearing that stuff is obviously like, it's what I intended to do originally with yep. the music. Um, but as you said, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like if people want to interpret it that way, like I'm still incredibly humbled by the fact that people enjoy and have this own version of the story. Oh my god, Reaper just started its own new take because we've been gone oh, for shit. so long. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> but yeah. So sorry, slight, slight, so, sorry, slight, sidetrack there. But um, yeah, like it's it's awesome that people like come to me with their mm. own interpretations and stuff like yeah. that as well, and it's. Yeah, like honestly, I love seeing that shit even a little bit more, even more than like people figuring out what's going on in the story. Because it's like, I'm glad there's not. I'm sorry, I'm glad there's somebody as creative as me out there trying to dig through
0: like the absolute. <laughs> <I'm fucking> created <laughs> that is this universe. That's no, okay. That's okay. With each, <laughs> with each iteration of of filling in the blanks, you know, you just you're making this this story more. Uh, I don't know. More, more deep and more like there's a greater ability for people to engage. And I think that's the most important part about putting out art. Um, is is like having having the ability to uh, have people like really get involved with it. Whether it be literally in, in in the case of gloom, where people are like you know putting in their their email address on jumping on the mailing list and then getting you know the questionnaire and then being like okay, cool. So now like I, I've I've inserted myself into the story now. I've got like this tangible piece of the story. You know, I landed with the sex, so like this is where I'm aligned, and that's really cool. Or you know, to go even further and 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 involve themselves even further. I think that's like really important uh, with any piece of art.
1: It is. I think. It, I think so too. Yeah. But um, I mean, the good thing is the only, the only good thing is that I can say is that like at least the Fermi arc of things is wrapping up after the end of the next single. So, like, at least there'll be no more convolution from the ear, from the future. Yeah, and
0: you things. can start to write with a bit more intention, I guess. Yeah, yeah pretty
1: much. Yeah, more or less. Well, I mean, no, no, the next arc will also just be as convoluted. It's just, how convoluted will we get? I do yeah. not know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Well, yeah, if if uh, what, those fucking late-night Instagram stories where you just, like, send pictures of, like, all the folders... Of albums that are written for this shit, I, I would have assumed you had more of an idea of where this was going. But maybe I gave you too too much of a um, high expectation. <laughs>
1: oh no no no! I, I get no trust me. I have, as said, I have meticulously thought out every single bit of LP two along the way. So LP two is pretty much going to be like the start of the next arc yeah. for people. Yeah, would I would I guess, be out of right to assume um, that
0: you're probably doing LP2 after this after this um three single cycle or or should we expect something different?
1: Yeah. No, 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 we should be yeah. I mean, I think it's it's time now. We've been saying mm. this for the last 3 years. I think it's fair to say most likely that um I mean, if it, it, yeah, that most likely LP2 will be what's to come next after mm. the last track. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um Because, to be honest, if we did do it any other way, it would just make a bridge in between the two arcs that doesn't need to be there, really. Um, Or it's just like, you know, like filler episodes in anime or TV shows? Like, I'm trying to to avoid that pretty much. Um, But, yeah. um, I mean, the only thing that I can think of would be if somebody leaked Fear Reimagined once it's done. (laughs) But even then... (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You're kidding, you're um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but even then like I'm not sure if even Fear Reimagined will be done by the time the next yeah. record comes out.
0: And this yeah, I've, cuz I've just spent oh, so have got so much shit going on. on? And I also want to touch on that really quickly before before we finish up as well. So mm-hmm. you've got a handful of other projects going along the side. Um you've got the SoundCloud which has some interesting shit on it relating to the Gloom universe. Um I don't know if that shit's still up. That's all binned. <laughs> That's nah, that's all been yeah. I'm pretty sure.
1: Um, actually, yeah, I think the J the Reaper stuff might still be up there, but it just hasn't been touched yeah. in years. Um, I'm pretty sure I de- but I'm pretty sure I down I took down like a lot of really dumb shit, including the XP. I no, was going to say
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but I-, I downloaded the XP. Yeah, novel. like I made sure that I had a copy of that somewhere because I'm like, there's no oh, way you, that you, I'm losing you, you this. Delete it. like, you deleted it. You didn't even it. This was pure brilliance. Glad you deleted
0: it, huh?
2: Ah, uh, let me have a look. Uh,
0: I, I've, got a some, I've got some dirty, dirty little pieces of garbage still on my SoundCloud that are fully privated.
1: I want to see, actually. I, I, I can't remember if I fully deleted the X rule or not. Oh, no, this is Echo 6.
0: Yeah, that's right, because I'm pretty sure I...
1: Did the Echo 6 stuff, did I rebrand? I took from the old section thing? Yeah, mm. I did. Yeah, the Echo, so the Echo 6 Collective became the Section 13... Um, sorry, the Section 13 page became the Echo 6 Collective yep. thing. Um, so, what is the Echo 6 Collective? I'm, you want to
0: yeah. talk us through like what that is to you?
1: Yeah, sure, of course. <coughs> Pardon me. So, the Echo 6 Collective um, <clears throat> is kind of like... How do I put this? It's, it's kind of like... Uh, the gloom songs that can't be put under the gloom mm. banner um is probably the best way to put it and you know in the background of uh, the band camp that I've got set up for the echo 6 collective it says like the reaper and the devil have more stories to tell um so if anybody's listening to this interview and didn't and got the echo 6 faction on the quiz you should be able to probably figure out now that echo 6 is jay um so yeah it's basically like The song, like, I mean, that's why the Jay the Reaper stuff is actually still up there. I think it's just listed under private for now, for whatever reason. It's basically just a collection of songs where I mean, I'm trying to keep it to stick to SoundCloud where I can just create songs for be it Sherlock, Jay, any other. character in the universe that wants... that I feel I can have, like, a little voice or a little song, I can just upload that there and not have to worry about it being tagged under the gloom Yeah, Yeah, something, something so extra for people that really,
0: you know, want to get more involved with the universe and it gives, like, another side to the story. Yeah.
1: Yeah, correct. But, like... That brings me to my next point. The only two or the only song up there currently that I can see is the Billie Eilish mm. cover. Now, the Billie Eilish cover is canon in the universe. Get fucked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Look, I haven't told many people this, but, yeah, the Billie Eilish cover is canon is, in the gloom Mad universe. World That's canon? why it's under the... <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I, should actually, I should actually redo Mad World. I've totally forgotten about Mad World. I'm going to go back yeah, and do kinda Mad kinda World Yeah, I kind of fucked with it. Had... Not going to lie. I'm going to go back and make it fucking better. Um, but, yeah, so what, like, where that idea for the Billy Eilish thing came from as well is that, like, <clears throat> or where it originally came from, I should say, was that it was going to be right at the end of the Fear Reimagined record that, or the Fear Reimagined project that I'm working on. and Because, basically, what the Fear Reimagined project is, for anybody listening, it's me remaking all of Fear Me, um, but more so in the style of what Gloom are now and not the sworn-in core wannabe band that we were years ago. Um, But what I've also started including in everything as well is a lot more talking sections, and basically the whole thing is a trip through Jay's psyche as he is now, Um, with Sherlock as well being in there, with Sherlock being able to say, hey, I was in this part of the song, or hey, I was in this part of the story, because we didn't have Mm -hmm. that originally in Fear Me. And it was all super, like, hazy as to who was who was who. And so that's kind of the point of what Fear Reimagined is. It kind of... Provides more context. Um, clears up a lot of things. Yeah, provides more context and etc. cetera. Um, but along the way, Sherlock likes to be cheeky and do certain things. like um, Like, in the new version of Mud... Uh like, he he and Yuri are, like, the main two characters that are talked about in that. And to incorporate Yuri... Uh, sorry, Nick's character, Yuri, I get Nick to do pig squeals and everything <laughs> at the end of Mud over the breakdown. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, and it's, like, a lot of shit like that. Like, it's a very much, like, a narrated story, a much more fleshed-out narrated story. And it's, on top of that, the way that I would picture the Fear Me songs. Now... Um, but coming back to the Billie Eilish thing, it's meant to be like, the Billie Eilish cover itself was meant to be like how, you know how you get to like the post credit scene in a movie and there's just a really yeah. dumb scene? That's effectively what the Billie Eilish cover was meant to be on Fear Reimagined. Yeah. And then I sent it to the guys and they were like, this is actually fucking sick. You should put this out. You just can't put it out under the yeah. Gloom name. And so that's why I put it out under the Echo Six Collective and started mm. that whole kind of little brand How did that, how did that
0: perform, by the way? Um, I never checked the stats. Oh, it's doing okay.
1: I I haven't really checked the stats either. I just kind of put it out. And I put out a feeler the other day to see who would want the next cover, which is the other cover, which is on Fear Reimagined, which is the cover of uh, Supremacy by Muse, which I'm still working on. But... um, yeah, it's one of those things where I said like I've said to the guys like if we were ever to do uh, like a version by Triple J, I want to do fucking Supremacy by Muse because that would be so much fun to do. And it's just such as like because we have all our orchestral stuff and like that and stuff like that in our songs now. It'd be such like a like a natural thing for us to be able to do and organize and arrange yeah. and et cetera Because like we're used to having orchestra and everything in our sound. Um, so that's what I've been doing for <laughs> over lockdown. But um. Yeah, like, it's it's done okay. Like, it's not done anything exceptional yeah. just because I've just, like, I've literally just no warning, like, here yeah. on my own. I was just kind of
0: just um, because, like, you know, it is a big pop song and there's a possibility that it, like, popped off somewhere on YouTube and I just wasn't paying attention. But that's pretty cool.
1: No, no, like, I mean, it hasn't popped off or anything like that. Um, A lot of the other metal covers and et cetera have, but... You're just too late to the bandwagon, I guess. No no, 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 not necessarily even that. Like... With, yeah, like, oh, yeah, maybe. I mean, someone, two bands recently dropped, like, covers for Bad Guy, like, over the last like, couple of weeks, and <clears throat> my main problem with, I'm not naming who the covers are by or anything like that, but the main, co- main problem that I've found with a lot of the covers that have been done are just, like, they're really simple yeah. reiterations of, you know, of, like, the song,
0: um, that's a, that's that's a lot of metal <laughs> which bands is- covering like pop songs though. It's like they're just like oh yeah cool. We just play the same thing but on uh, some electric guitars and then we'll put a breakdown in because okay sure. Whereas I think I feel like what what you did with the song was more of a um, you know artistic interpretation as opposed to just being like oh well they're playing the C G E so I'm gonna play C G E.
1: Correct and that's my entire mindset when it comes to doing covers like that. Um, with supremacy, like for example, with supremacy, like I've taken the overtopness that Gloom has because like supremacy already has an orchestra and everything behind it. It's taking that orchestra and making it something stupidly fucking ridiculous. And so, like where Devon Townsend has <laughs> Waller sound, yeah, exactly. And like where, like where, where the supremacy cover fits into the story as well as like right between Grim Sleeper, um, and epilogue of a dead (laughs) man, Sit sit in Fear Me, where Jay's incarcerated. And basically, it's like as um, Thatcher is coming to kill Jay, Sherlock says it's like a full-on fucking jailbreak because that wasn't talked about in the story either. It was the actual build-up to that fight that Jay and Thatcher have. It's like a full-on fucking jailbreak. And so the whole Song of Supremacy is pretty much that jailbreak. And I'm pretty sure Sherlock says like right at the start of it, he's like, we didn't have a. You didn't talk about this last time. And so I don't know really how to tell the story except without using somebody else's words and then we go into the spam. That's hilarious. Cover. I oh, <laughs> dude. You
0: know what would be sick if you did like. Um, like. Uh, fuck, I can not remember what it's called. That that Gravemind like, comic book. Um, what was it? The Tayola. Uh, the it? Death of Tayolia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like doing, yeah. doing something like that vibe for like. Some video to go along with it. That would be so sick, like, doing, like, the jailbreak and the comic book style. That would suit it so well, man. Oh, it would be so oh. funny. I mean, it's a oh, lot of money to get not, it done. Like, not something that's actually viable, but, like, in my mind, that that's that's what I see.
1: But Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, the comic book idea has always been a thing that's been passed around from us, like, us and the yeah. band and everything as well, whether we do it in the future or not. um, Whether it be, like like Death of Taolia or, you know, somewhere else along the line, but yeah. No, that's um, cool. So you've got one... Yeah, so that's all the you've echoes. You've got one yeah. other
0: project as well, I believe, Rourke. What, what's that?
1: So that's just my solo stuff. Like, I just started writing, like, a lot of Rocky, a lot of Hem and Rock side of Dillinger Escape Plan um, stuff. Like, a lot of that influence, um, like, at least over the first period or so of quarantine basically to put into layman's terms. I actually started using a six string again, <laughs> um, for the first time. It's your turn to step down. Okay, um, fellas!
0: Don't lose your minds. Come on.
1: Hey, one of the guitars is in drop B the other ones in like, yeah, half step down. Um, but yeah, so that's just kind of like my solo stuff and I'm kind of putting along with that slowly. Like I was going to do like a whole big thing for it, but then my momentum for it kind of petered out a little bit. Um, so it's most likely just going to be like a six-track EP. I haven't, like, once I'm happy with it, um, I'll put it out. But again, like, it's one of those things that, like, I thought I was originally going to get at least the first song done by August, um, but it's taken a lot longer and I haven't been super happy with the mix as yeah. of yet or the mix that I've done for it as of yet. So it might be a little bit longer. It might not be until after.
0: And all this side project stuff. You know, after Warfare, yeah. Self-produced, yeah. It is all yeah, cool, self-produced, cool. yeah. That's uh, that's pretty impressive work, man. Like, that's a lot of fucking shit to be doing all at once, so.
1: Yeah, I've got to do this. I've got to do the new record. I've got to do Fear Reimagined at the same time. I've got to do anything else that anybody wants me to fucking do. I've got to do all the assets and everything. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a lot to take on, and I think that's kind of why I stepped back from doing the rock stuff for a little bit, because it was like, right, because like, I, I got the momentum for it. Like, I started and everything, and I'm like, yeah, I'm really, really cool, excited to do this, but I don't want to drop anything until I have everything done. And then, like, the next thing hit yeah. me, and then the next thing hit me, and the next thing hit me, and it just keeps, like, pushing it back and pushing it back and pushing it back. But I'll... Yeah, I'm going to revisit it at some stage, um, now that I have a bit more free time. What's, well, um... I might, I might even just fucking drop something before this interview comes out towards the end of September, just because I'm fucking bored shitless.
0: Yeah. Um but, yeah, I, I, don't hold me to that. But no, um, it's too late. I'm, I'm putting, like, a disclaimer in, in like, the opening of the, of the, of the podcast. I'll be like, we are announcing the first single for Rourke today. <laughs> nah, I'll send you the dropbox, <laughs> Um Hell
1: yeah. Motherfucker thinks I'm joking. I'm actually sending Locko. you a dropbox. Where's my drive? Mid-interview, we're doing a quick... Oh, why is my dropbox signed out? That's
0: bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well we've been going for like two oh that's hours right now, so we'll yep. probably wrap this up um i kind of just wanted to hit on like two more like final questions um and then yeah i, I guess i'll let you go so the the first thing i want to go through um is like for you what has been your most critical point do you think uh in developing as an artist like we kind of went through that whole story of you like kind of picking things up as a kid, just being like, I think this is cool. I'm going to like really get into it. Uh, And then kind of, you know, seeing what the reality of, you know, being a creative person is like, you know, in your early experiences with bands. And then finally kind of figuring out what your angle was like, yeah, I'm the guy who writes the songs and shit. I need to surround myself with people who are, like, on my wavelength because, like, I'm kind of a creative director type. So, what, for you, like, what, what do you reckon was the most critical point in, you know, developing your artistic process and becoming, uh, I, I guess, a creative mind that you are today? Critical mm. point. And it doesn't need to be, like, mm. the number one critical point. Just something that, that you would think is, is worthwhile telling is, like, you know, a lesson. Uh, for anyone listening who who might be trying to figure that shit out themselves, shit. I was gonna
1: say like I probably I probably couldn't like I probably couldn't name a single or like even a couple of specific it could points. Be a period um, as well. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess like over the gloom period, it's kind of honed me in and taught me. Like being in gloom has taught me a fuckload. But I could say the same thing about the last two bands. I think being in Despised taught me a lot about myself and how much of a dick I was during that time and how I should be. With banned people, um, and how like I should, you know, not necessarily appease people, of course, but you know, um, how to
0: collaborate.
1: You know, like what, yeah, how to collaborate, and I think Steve kind of helped a lot with that as well, um. But yeah, like it's it's one of those things. Like it's an ever changing thing. Like my, <laughs> like my opinion on it could change next week. And as far as me like being able to pinpoint a point in time where like I could specify where um artistry was at its best fruition, like I'm not yeah. sure like it, I could say yeah, like it changes literally man like from yeah. week to week, it can be from me discovering like I did last week a new shepherd tone pack. Which I'll put in all the songs now. So every single Gloom song is going to have a fucking Shepherd tone. If you don't know what a Shepherd tone is, it's basically like the barbershop fucking sign swirly thing of notes. So it's just a constantly rising note and Hans Zimmer uses it in all <laughs> of his music or majority of his music. Um, so yeah, that's where the fucking. Um. Anyway, but like, yeah, getting back to the point, like, it. I'm always finding something new. I think that's a good thing to have as a creative artists as well, is finding... If you do get sick of something, try something else for a little bit. Like, that's what I did with rock, and that's what I hope to plan to continue doing with rock. Um Same thing when, like, you know, you're writing music. Take a break for a bit. Like, if you... Because I periodically do this. I just take breaks from writing music. I'll go... Especially when it's around, like, release time for Gloom, I'll just stop writing music for Glo- for Gloom. Because, like, all my focus is going to be on yeah. that release, and I don't want to be, like, energy there. You know, jumping in between... I want to put my energy there. Exactly. Um, surprisingly, I haven't really kind of done that for warfare or leading up to warfare. I've kind of been in and out um, <clears throat> of writing stuff, but that's just because I've actually been, like, asked to this time um, and get stuff done. So I've kind of, like, been slowly plodding my yeah. way along <laughs> while doing it. Um, but, yeah, it's always just finding something new to do, you know, that kind of... That kind of jazz. Like, if you do get bored of something, try something else. Like, try a new technique when it comes to recording vocals, or try, um, don't use the same old sample packs or etc. that you go through. Find a torrent for a new one. I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, obtain, obtain it. Like,
0: yeah. Obtain legally, please. <laughs> obtain via a method. The
1: music industry is already fucked as it is at the moment. Please buy everything. I've actually Meanwhile, been really good on like that. I've been buying a lot of plugins.
0: But never
1: mind that. Meanwhile, Reaper is still in evaluation, but I've actually been buying a lot more plugins recently, so I think I've done my service. Waves can get fucked. Waves don't need my $3,000 that they're asking for. <laughs> I'll buy from the smaller plugin <laughs> artists. Um, but yeah, I think that's my main advice, is always trying to find something that pushes your limits of creativity or try to find something new that you can play with because otherwise you're just going to end up getting fucked. And, and you
0: say that like all of your you know, your greatest strides have been due to, you know, that kind of practice of pushing yourself outside of your boundaries when you've kind of hit a brick wall?
1: Yeah, correct. And, like, yeah. whether it's just, like, leaving it, like letting a song sit and marinate for 10 days or um anything else, really, for that part. Um, Like, if you're unhappy with the sample or you're unhappy with the song, like, sit on it for a few days and then come back to it and go, okay, cool, I know what to do now with this song. Like That's the way that I've always mm. treated things, um, especially with one of the songs that I'm writing at the moment, which is replacing one of the other songs on the next record, which I've had a lot of fun with because I recently got my 9-string and I have found out that I can tune it down to double drop B. <laughs> because so, you need to, right? Because I need to. It's not,
0: it's not a want, it's a need. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Okay, well... But yeah, let's, um, let's, let's finish this off. We've got one final question for you. Um, sure. what, what has been your most influential, um, like artist or potentially just like any kind of form of media that's been an inspiration in, in your work specifically? Where, where's your, you know, your biggest drawing point, I guess. Oh man, if you still had video running, I would have been able to pull up physical examples
1: of most yeah. of them. Um, so, I am looking right now at the poster of The Devil Wears Prada mm. on my wall. For metalcore, same thing with Architects and Stray From The Path. Oh, fuck, I forgot that they were there. Um, I've got the big sworn-in flag on my wall. Um so all the
0: people you rip off, yeah?
1: For music. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, basically. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, fucking I don't. you listen to one of the... You listen to a few songs and you go, oh, yeah, that's Devil Wears Prada, right? Eh? I mean, the fucking... The, the name, The Gloom in the Corner, came from the song Gloom by The Devil Wears Prada, <laughs> for fuck's sake. Um, and the Tumble, of course. of course. But, um, yeah, okay, music-wise, yeah, definitely Mike em, and Frank Ero's work, Um, especially... Definitely Mike em, and Frank Ero's work for the rock stuff, yep. I think. Um, A lot of, like, classical music and cinema soundtrack music that I listened to when I was growing up, thanks to Dad... Shout out Ennio Morricone, who unfortunately died earlier this year. Not from COVID. He was just fucking old. Um, uh, And as for like the actual story and everything, I got to hand it to, you know, Matthew Riley, uh, Skullduggery Pleasant. Um, Those are all books series. A lot of TV series. Those
0: books are so good.
1: Dude, I fucking love Skullduggery Pleasant. Um, Like, Skullduggery is basically like like my. Yeah, well, yeah, no, he's legitimately like my little love letter to that series. um, But yeah, uh, as for like, I mean, I take a lot, like for characters and stuff like that, I take a lot of inspiration from a lot of pop culture shows and comic books, and it's not even necessarily defined to one character. I mean, yes, sure, if you're going to define Jay to one character, I would say Max Payne or the Punisher. Um, if you're going to align Sherlock to one character, I'd say Skullduggery, Pleasant, or like Deadpool or someone like that. Um, but like, I see lots of different little things from other different characters, um, in different shows all the time. Like I'll be watching a show and I'll be like, Hey, this is like Sherlock or Hey, this is like Mm. Jay. And I think the most recent one that I saw was, um, like, have you watched Money Heist? I haven't seen it. Okay. So it's this Spanish TV show about, um... About a bank robbery and they're about about how they're robbing. They're just s- robbing, yeah. Okay. Wow, they're robbing, bro. No, um, they're robbing the mint of Spain, which is where they print all the money in mm. Spain. Um, and so it's a TV show ba- like about that and how like they survive in the bank for like a week's time or some shit like that. And there's a lot of characters in that show. Like for example, like all the characters are named after um cities and everything. So. Let's say uh, Denver and Monica, like their relationship in like season two and season three is very reminiscent of like uh, Sherlock and Clara. And for anybody who's watching Money Heist, they'll know who I'm talking about. And like Rio and Tokyo is reflective of um, Jay and Rachel, but just gender reversed Mm. pretty much. Okay, that's pretty cool. I mean, so far, I mean, yeah, but it's, like, a lot of stuff from that and even, like, there's another character called Berlin who's, like, a super, super narcissistic kind of dude who's kind of, like, what I imagine would be a cross between, like, Thatcher and Sherlock or, like, DeGraver and Sherlock if he was, like, a little bit more, like, level-headed and not bombastically fucking uh, stupid (laughs) all the time. (laughs) Like, Sherlock can be... Um, At least in my eyes. And that's another thing as well. Like a lot of people don't realize that the actual character of Sherlock is very different, at least in my eyes, as to how he is portrayed in music videos and et cetera. And that's why, like, we did, like, a little quiz on on the Instagram story the other day where, like, you could, like, I responded to questions and et cetera as the character of Sherlock and, like, what he would say. And a lot of them are super, super tongue-in-cheek and super, super, like... Narcissistic and cheeky and stuff like that, because I want to get across, obviously, that you know the Sherlock character is might actually end up being very different to who you imagined him yeah. being like. So,
0: yeah. Okay, cool. Well, that, that kind yeah. of covers. Yeah, it's a whole heap of different yeah, things. Yeah, that kind of covers up yeah. everything. I was, I was looking to, I was looking to get out of you. Now that I've obtained all this data, I'm going to go sell it to people on the internet um so thank you for coming on to the enough. show man I, I appreciate you coming to have this chat we kind of went pretty long but um i think this is a really good chat and uh yeah i just yeah thanks for coming on man um is there anything that you want to Dude, thank you for oh, having good, me man, anytime uh we'll definitely have to do this again you know down the track after you've done like another lp or something and and kind of dive into that but until then man have you got anything you want to plug Um, well, yeah, as I said, Warfare should be out by the time that this
1: comes out, um, and if it's not, I'll come to your house, Hayden, and get you, um, (laughs) (laughs) and make it look like a bloody accident. (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah, no, I think Warfare's probably the main thing that I should probably be plugging at the moment, so I'm just going to say Warfare single three or finale of the three singles should be coming out, um... Look, hopefully we're aiming for the end of this year, but we just don't know with, with what's going on with COVID. So, go stream Warfare, fuckers. That's the best thing that I can say. Fucking earth, <laughs> right.
0: Well, on that note, uh, stream Warfare. Check out Gloom in the Corner on all the socials. Um, I can't remember. Don't you guys have a weird one for Gloom in the Corner? It's like Gloom of the Corn VR. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Look them yeah. up. Okay. You might find them. You might not. Um. You probably won't <laughs> Come on <laughs> the show man uh, We'll wrap this up And we'll figure out the files But um, let's just pretend to say Bye for the camera Okie dokie Bye bye Hayden See you man <laughs>
2: <laughs> With the final
0: moments My marriage is out for the block. What does the
2: touch Is my skin My buried past unlocks What does my birth I'm